Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, of course, officially known as your mayor of PHNX. And I'm joined by my vice mayor, my co-host, my friend, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Derek, they met today. It happened. There was no, uh, they didn't cop out, uh, we're told at least. There was no, I'm sick, I have COVID, I can't be on a Zoom meeting. Um, That would be... A terrible excuse. Uh, I think at this point, this juncture, uh, the meetings happened and we don't have a, a, a deal, right? No deal was made. Another day passes and we get closer to Jesse's January. I would have been kind of shocked. If, like, could you imagine if they actually had a deal today? There, there's, would, there was no way. <laughs> it would be the most reasonable thing in labor agreement history for them to just come yeah. together and and hash it out over the course of one day but of course they didn't uh they talked about some uh, as we discussed yesterday some core economic issues um and some some aspects of the game but jesse i don't know if if we made a lot of progress on day one apparently the players were not happy with the offer from the owners and it was <laughs> uh it was expected that they weren't going to be yeah, they didn't expect to be happy. The owners didn't expect them to be happy. And frankly, none of us expected either side to come away happy from this meeting. So Why would uh, they? Why yeah, would they? Yeah, why would any of us have have uh, optimism at this point with regard to the labor negotiations? Uh, but no, I mean, this, is a, this was still a valuable first step, right? Um, we saw uh, Jeff Passan tweeting about this earlier today, and he emphasized that you have to understand how this process works, right? Uh, like we talked about on the show earlier in the week, uh, neither side is going to come out the gate with their best offer, right? They're going to try to just compromise a little bit at a time. Um, and so there's a lot of back and forth that awaits this situation. And we also have to factor in that as much as you know, pitchers and catchers are scheduled to report on February 14th, But you also have to recognize that uh, players have agreed to a shorter spring training camp before uh, in 2020, right? It it was three weeks, I believe, uh, between the time that they, you know, started practicing and the time that the season started. So there's a pretty decent chance that they could get the players to agree to something like that again. Um, And if that's true, that kind of pushes back the date to maybe March 1st, and that being kind of the date where... Uh, you know, these sides really do have to start focusing on things in order to uh, in order to avoid missing games, which, of course, is the big motivation in this whole thing. Yes, Karen, at least they were talking. We can we can be thankful for that today. Absolutely. And and that's the that's the biggest piece of progress here. But I think Jeff Passan and, and what you just said are you're both correct, right? It, it It's why we kind of have joked about uh, the dates that we set, but both of us kind of yeah. know deep down inside that both of these dates are in peril because well, of how long... Well, you know deep down inside that your date is ridiculous, but... <laughs> I'm sorry, All right. I well, <laughs> I know. I, yes, I know deep down inside that your date is in peril, and I know deep down inside that my date is in peril. I know yeah. that the Major League Baseball season is somewhat in peril. I don't mean to be that uh i guess i guess that uh 
you hey know, man, dark, spring training but... spring training tickets go on sale on Saturday, Derek. So I don't know what you're worried about, but you know, <laughs> pre-sale tickets actually went on sale today for spring training. Ah, okay. uh, so they've okay. already they've already the started. This has already Jesse. begun. Okay. <laughs> uh, and again, I have no idea how this is going to play out. Again, it's a it's a situation where I imagine tickets for the first couple of games are in jeopardy and might be rescheduled. I don't know how they're going to shuffle the season from this point once once it's impacted. I think the biggest problem here is that the the two sides, I, I will say that the owners came out of the gate with some surprising things according to Jeff Passan's uh, update on it. But uh, like he said, the, the the sometimes it's big proposals, sometimes it's incremental. Uh, the union's going to counter sooner than later, hopefully. And that's the big part. Hopefully, when we yeah. talk about the union countering, we're not talking about about a delay when it comes to that, right? Um, but yeah, it's it'd be nice for that not to take like a, a month from now. If the if we don't hear from the union for you know several weeks, then uh, that 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 could be uh, then you're you're kind of in dangerous territory, but. But yeah, Jeff seemed to think that the, you know they'll come back pretty quick, and and I think that seems pretty reasonable. Um, but I, I will say that uh, there was an interesting, you know, part of this whole thing is is competitive balance, and again, that's yeah, that's kind of part of the negotiations that they kind of offered up some of the things offered by the owners initially, at least according to Passon's tweet, uh, was that. There, there were some things in, in regards to funneling additional money to all players with two-plus service years, awarding draft picks to teams that don't manipulate service of successful top prospects. That one and is hilarious to me. That like, we're gonna, like, we're going to reward you for not what? screwing with the system. Yeah, and like, <laughs> I mean, again, what dictates that, uh, like a top prospect as far as when they were drafted, right? Because again, draft yeah, position doesn't yeah. necessarily dictate if it's a top prospect or not. Yeah, what they um, signed for or something. I don't know how you possibly come up with an objective uh, like threshold for what makes a top prospect yeah. as opposed to everyone else. I'm sure they, you know, they probably came with with more details than than what Jeff put in his tweet. But yeah, that is an odd one for sure. Rounds one and two, you can't screw with everybody else. Fuck their career. You can do whatever you want with them, right? You know, <laughs> let's not forget how far down the line Jeff, uh, 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 Mr. Paul Goldschmidt came to the Arizona Diamondbacks. So it's uh, true. Again, Eighth round, you know, yeah. who, who's to know what is and isn't, you know, a top prospect once they arrive uh, under a team and start playing for the minor league system and working their way up. But can you uh, yeah, imagine definitely. if it was just like the like the MLB pipeline rankings? Like it's it's just like <laughs> it's just like Jim Callis and Jonathan Mayo nope. doing uh, their thing, and they they get to decide the fortunes of all of these players. Uh, just one through one hundred and fifty six. Yeah, everybody after that, you can do whatever you want with. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a weird a weird situation, but um, but yeah, there's still uh, things here that were significant. You mentioned. Um, uh, players with two plus years of service time, uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, the owners have expressed a willingness to uh, to bump up those salaries a little bit as well. They they should. I mean, some of these guys are incredible players. The moment they you know they come out of the gate and they're making you know five or six hundred k for for a while. Um, Great point yeah. by Karen, by the way, in regards to yeah. uh, the the entire manipulating service time thing. And doesn't that just mean they go look for another loophole? You're absolutely right. In some yes, way, shape, or yes. form. I mean, 
That's, How do we make it so our guy doesn't qualify as a top prospect so that we can do whatever we want with him, right? Right, so, right. then what? Yeah. You stop stop playing him in the minor league system, start doing things like that? Yeah, it's it's all bad because, again, it, it doesn't it doesn't bode for any kind of honesty system, right? And it's kind of like yeah. the way that they did things with, uh, you know, like even their drug testing in the past where it was non-existent, but it was kind of on like some sort of weird honor system where uh, at a time where every other major sport was fully testing their players for performance enhancing drugs. So MLB's always been just kind of like one of those leagues that didn't really care much about enforcing their own rules. It's what led to the Astros scandal and the Boston Red Sox scandal, right? Where they're cheating but they're doing things technically that you're allowed to do in the game kind of right. But they're just taking it to such an excessive level between their use of technology and use of like tribal drumming, you know, those two things combined (laughs) together uh, somehow led to us literally having them doing sign, you know, stealing signs. Well, and there's there's the the sticky stuff situation, right. With the pitchers this last year with stuff. And that was, I mean, that was something that major league baseball, I mean, you're right. They haven't come out and enforced many things, but my gosh, yeah. Uh, yeah. pitchers were uh, were just padded down. Yeah, it was basically, full, it was a full, it was full on TSA situation. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, I thought Caleb Smith was going to murder an entire umpiring crew yeah. right before my very eyes. Like I was there for that game. I was watching that. I watched. I watched the whole thing unfold. I actually alerted the other writers in the press box to what was happening just because it kind of just escalated very quickly but you could tell like based on the number of times you had seen an umpire check a pitcher's glove and such you could tell that something was up about about like a minute into it right because they do the they do the check and like once I saw Caleb Smith kind of change the way he was standing like from going just standing there to like put his hands on his hips I was like "Uh uh-oh uh-oh. <laughs> it was a right. sassy pose from yeah from his Caleb sassy Smith. pose yeah <laughs> but he, he he went for it at one point he lunged he did a there was a lunging at the umpires at one point and he <laughs> he was not having it but let me tell you mud and sweat and a lot of other stuff can really make a sticky pace so when you're one of those guys that likes to rub stuff on your glove even if it's legal stuff uh maybe you get to the point where you're just creating some sort of new bonding material between the ingredients you've mixed together your own sweat your gloves leather all this stuff i don't know but he definitely got poked for that one that's for sure uh but yeah um uh, an interesting article on the athletic from jason stark kind of gave a new twist on what could be a way to potentially prevent tanking which you know i'm not for that jesse (laughs) <laughs> you know what you know i don't care what time of the year it is it's still tank season baby it's always tank season in arizona get your tank tops out it's tank season um but i don't know if that's course. good for our marketing derek you declaring that our our uh baseball franchise will remain in tank season for the foreseeable future i, I, don't, I don't know I don't, if that's a message you want to I spread i don't know <laughs> if that's what i was spreading i just i'm a big fan of that graphic what can i say uh sure. of course we want to prevent tank season. We want to prevent all teams from tanking. We don't want the Diamondbacks to tank anymore. Of course, we don't want that. Uh, what we do want to see is competitive balance in baseball. We want to see teams right. stop being bad. We want the Seattle Mariners to make the playoffs, for Christ's sake. We want to see these teams get better. Uh, they, they're they one of the teams that had a mad dash to try to improve their team. Or A friend of the, friend of the program, Robbie Ray, he's over there now. 
Um, again, we saw the Texas Rangers spend a half a billion dollars on new players for their team. Uh, but Jason Stark, he has a wild suggestion, Jesse. And I don't know if I like it so much, but it's kind of crazy. <laughs> it is pretty crazy. Yeah, competitive balance is going to be a huge factor for both sides. This is one of the few things that the players and the owners agree on is they want to move competitive balance in the right direction. Uh, and so, yeah, I think this is pretty much Jason Stark's own idea. If you don't know sure. Jason, he's a columnist over the over at The Athletic. And uh, it's pretty compelling. So basically, Jason Stark proposed a change in the draft order where essentially it gets flipped around, but not, not entirely. Basically what would happen is all of the teams who make the playoffs, which as of right now is 10 teams altogether, right? You've got the three division winners in both leagues. You've got two wildcard teams from both leagues. So you would still have those 10 teams getting the back 10 picks. So they would pick 21 through 30 in, in reverse order, right? So the very best team in the league would pick 30th and then second best 29th and so on. So in that sense, it's the same. But what's different, Derek, is what happens in picks one through 20. Rather than the worst team in baseball getting the first overall pick, the worst team in baseball would pick 20th. And the uh, the best team in baseball that was not among the playoff teams would pick first. So essentially what it does is it creates incentive either to get into the playoffs, in which case you're in the playoffs and you probably don't care where you pick, or to try to get as close to the playoffs as you possibly can, because the closer you get to the playoffs, the higher of a draft pick you'll get. If you're the best team that doesn't make the playoffs, you get the first pick. If you're the second best team that doesn't get into the playoffs, you get the second pick and uh, and so on and so forth. So um, I think it's pretty compelling, Derek. I was dreaming earlier today after reading this article about what it would look like if all 30 MLB teams were actually trying at the same time. Like what a what a wild concept that would be if there were no teams that were tanking, every team had incentive to go get that extra reliever, you know, to go try to pad your your lineup, grab that extra utility player, because you know that there's no there's no reason not to, right? You are going to be incentivized always to be as good as you can be, either to make the playoffs or to get the best pick you can if you don't make the playoffs. So I thought it was I thought it was pretty interesting. Um which I guess I don't Robert hate York this. Uh, agrees with. Yeah, what, what do you I, think, Derek? Give me your take. I don't hate this idea at all. I don't eat, uh, I, I'm with Robert York. I find it to be interesting because, again, the baseball season is so long, right? So the worst part about it, essentially, when it comes to teams tanking is how long you have to deal with your team tanking, right? Exactly. When you talk, yes. when you talk about the football season, right? The football season is, you know, 17 games, uh now right it's 17 games now this now yeah this which i and, still don't understand how is the how do they play an odd number of games right like when every team plays more home games than road games or more road games than home games i still yeah. don't understand the nfl but anyway. i don't I, I we never will right but at times what i think about is the fact that um there is this uh the the of course the shorter time span the lo- the less you have to deal with it right if your team loses every single one of their games that's only Eight, 17 games, 18 weeks, you had to deal with it one game per week that you had to deal with your terrible team being terrible, right? It's so much different in baseball when you talk about a 162-game season, right? There's just this lengthy, uh, drawn-out, like, I, I saw, you know what it's like? Okay, I saw a video today that someone created as an art exhibit, a robotic arm, and the robotic arm's job 
was to scrape hydraulic fluid that it was leaking out back into itself uh, as like some sort of exercise on futility, right? That this oh, thing is constant. It's constantly leaking its own, you know, uh, hydraulic fluid that it requires, which they, uh, of course, grossly uh, colored red just to really mm. enhance the the idea of our own mortality when you're watching this exhibit, right? But apparently at one point, the robotic arm used to have enough time while scraping its own hydraulic fluid back into itself to like do a little dance, right? Oh and then it would go back to, to scraping its hydraulic fluid. But people- What, are you, what are you even talking about right now, Derek? I, <laughs> Wait, I'm going to get back around to it, right? Okay. <laughs> I'm saying that watching this thing slowly like die and scrape its hydraulic fluid back into itself to keep its- you know, life going. It's it that's literally like watching a team, you know, play a 162 game season where you know, uh, much like the Coyotes, right? Where there are times, I'm not saying the Diamondbacks were that this season, right? Yeah. But I will say at times the Arizona Diamondbacks did have time to do a little dance, didn't they, Jesse? Uh, while also still trying to scrape their own hydraulic fluid back into their machine and keep their thing running at least until the end of the season. It was sad to watch at one point because of how many injuries they experienced, how much, you know, like just everything. But a big part of it was because in the first place, they were kind of set up for failure. Their depth, they, they, they were so limited depth-wise that they did not really have an opportunity to be successful from the get-go. Uh, then they experienced catastrophic injuries. And of course, yeah. of course they did when they weren't ready for even, they weren't even ready for minor injuries. They weren't even ready for two or three starters to be out, let alone uh, nine to 13. You know, there, there's, there was times where this team wasn't set up to even compete, even though they didn't outright say it in the beginning from the get-go, yeah. right? So, and, and that's the problem is, is that like to watch these teams struggle for the entire season is is isn't fun and at one point you have to feel like within the organization everybody's kind of given up it's not to say that they're still not going to go out there and put out their best effort and play baseball and whatever but you feel like they're not focused at all on winning baseball games anymore at any point this idea essentially makes this long 162 game season like a constant playoff for all the teams that aren't really going to make the playoffs, right? You have the yeah. good ones that are giving an effort that are going to miss, you know, just by a couple of games or whatever. And then they deserve to kind of be rewarded for their efforts throughout the season. Um, I, I don't hate this idea. The only problem I have is I don't know what this does for competitive balance because I feel like by not yeah. giving bad <laughs> teams the good draft picks. The 20th next year, is that what you're right. saying? <laughs> I mean, the, uh, no, but the point also is, is that, to be honest, you're, I guess you're making the bad teams have to go out there and spend money, right? Exactly. They can't rely That's on pretty much getting, what you're doing. get draft pick, top draft pick after draft pick until they've assembled this farm system of really great players that they can bring up. Like kind of like the Astros did, you know, but the Astros uh, were a bit of the blueprint for this tanking issue. That's now kind of taking over baseball because teams have seen it work for not just one franchise, but several franchises. Yeah, I think that's a very valid point. And, and I think that's the thing that even Jason Stark acknowledges about this is that I don't know if he's even sure that this is fair, right? It, it's a little it's a little weird, right? Uh, if you are, you know, scraping for a playoff spot and you're right there, if you get the playoff spot, you're going to pick 
likely 21st. And if you just miss the playoff spot, you're going to pick first overall. It's like there's yeah. this very fine line between the first pick and the 21st pick, which is which is very odd. Um, and yeah, GMs, absolutely, Karen. GMs would be put in some very odd circumstances that they have not really uh, been put in in the past. And I don't know if this totally fixes the issue. Like the Diamondbacks probably would still trade Eduardo Escobar uh, because they know that he's a free agent at the end of the year. And they're probably not going to bring him back. And you still sure, want to sure. get something for you him. Get something so, for him, yeah. Yeah. So I think that logic still holds. And so I don't think this makes all of the bad teams buyers at the trade deadline, right? There's yeah. still going to yeah. be people are still going to be selling. But maybe, maybe you don't trade off, you know, those more minor pieces that probably don't you're not really going to get a whole lot in exchange for them. Maybe you just keep those players around and try to finish with the best record that you can. Um, I agree with that. I agree. So with that. that's because that yeah. because that's the frustrating part is to see a team that really wasn't that bad, but might have had a difficult first half of the season all of a sudden start dismantling themselves. And as a as a fan, you might have felt whether you were right or wrong that the team was like a few pieces away, and then you see the the fire sale, you see the the yard sale where they're putting out all their good stuff for super cheap. You're like, no, wait, what? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Right. So, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, just to address this i'm assuming you guys will be doing post game shows during the season i'm ready for this chat to be buzzing after a walk off you and me both ruler 14 and robert it's gonna be be buzzing every it's gonna be buzzing every every single day we don't need walk off we just don't need walk off we just need baseball we just need actual games (laughs) happening that's what we need yeah yeah but i will say this uh it might be a lot to do uh pre-game and post-game for 162 games this season so i don't you're know not up, you're not up that, for it Derek. you're just not you're not, you're not with it. you won't do that with me i do have a refrigerator full of monsters so jesse you know i'm okay. ready for anything <laughs> at any time um but i just don't know if 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 we have the stamina for that i'm yeah. just not sure we'll, we'll see what we'll happens see. though yeah we'll we see. got we got we definitely have some uh plans to do maybe a pre-series and post-series shows and and some shows in between so uh, keep an eye for that. We want the season to happen so that we can get to all of this because we're we're excited. We're excited to do it. Yes. Um, and of course, we're excited to have you guys go over the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, new customers. It's a ridiculous deal. Best deal of the entire year. Go over now. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is kicking this entire NFL uh, weekend uh, and playoffs off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wild card team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team is victorious. Uh, also, all customers can get in on the DraftKings Hammer the Over promotion this Saturday night, Patriots versus Bill. The more we bet on it, the point total will lower by a half a point. For every 5,000 bettors who take the over for Saturday night's game, the point total lowers by a half a point. So let's hammer this over. Uh, let's do it. Uh, let's get it down to zero because apparently every time they ran this promotion, uh, it betters won the minute a point was scored because it hit zero. So let's get this bad boy wow. down to zero. You win some money. I win some money. I got I already got in on it, of course. Uh, and I got in on a DraftKings uh, pick of the week that I'll be giving you guys a little bit later. But go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. If you're a new customer, use promo code PHNX. Get that 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. 
Bet just $5 or more and win $280 in free bets if your team wins on top of your winnings. It's just winnings on top of winnings on top of winnings. Uh, that promo code PHNX this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over only, Arizona only, gambling problem, dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Jesse, you would appreciate this story because, of course, not only <laughs> not only do we have a story here about MLB players uh, using their time wisely during the lockout, but it's a teaching situation. It uh, is. Yes. Due to staffing shortages for teachers in this uh, St. Louis area, St. Louis Cardinals center fielder Harrison Bader uh, stepped in to be a substitute PE teacher for a day at Merrimack Elementary School in Clayton, Missouri on Monday. <laughs> uh, he said being a substitute science or math teacher uh, was much uh, was above his pay grade, but he definitely <laughs> felt at home as a PE teacher. And uh, I just I thought this was kind of cool. Uh, I think obviously with the situation, uh, the pandemic, the, this is a real thing, right? And I mean, yeah. as yes, nice it as it was uh, to to have him go out there and spend some time with the kids, it's a great thing. Uh, you know, he, uh, uh, maybe he needed to go out there for the full week is what I'm saying. Like put in the whole effort, right? If you're going to substitute substitute, like this staffing shortage is a real, these teachers are worn down. Let's uh, get them some help. But uh, I did think that this was very cool and it, it got me to thinking, uh, what other like players or coaches maybe on the D backs would make good substitute teachers. Oh my gosh. Did you see, uh-huh. did, you see Car- did you see Karen's comment just now? That's incredible. What's that? Oh. Karen was Harrison Bader's host family in Peoria. <laughs> wow. That's Karen, incredible. Karen, we need to have you on the show. Karen McKenzie says, I was Harrison ho- Harrison's host family in Peoria, Illinois, sev- several years ago. Uh, yes, excellent. That's, That's wild. amazing. That's amazing. Uh, and he seems to be an excellent young man to go do something yeah. like that for, yeah. for the school. So uh, hats he off must to be him. like He must be the coolest. I mean – like it, I mean, if he was to go and be a substitute math teacher, he might be a, maybe a little in over his head from what he said. Sure, but, but the the kids know what they're doing. All he yeah. has to do is give them the assignments and then be cool, Mister Bader, right? True. Like that's, that's all I true. would. Well, like, and PE, I, I, like if you have a if you're a kid and you have a major league baseball player filling oh in, as I honestly feel bad for the normal PE coach. Like, like what happens when the, when the regular PE coach comes back and replaces the major league baseball player that the kids have been used to working with, that's going to be a little bit of a letdown probably. So I, I kind of feel, I kind of feel for, for whoever uh, Harrison is replacing, but, yeah, um, sure. <laughs> but that's uh yeah, I mean, that's gotta be a pretty amazing thing for the kids, but who your question is who, who else, who, who would be a good uh, substitute teacher? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, Zach, Zach Gallon. Okay. Yeah. Brett Johnson says Zach Gallon would be a cool substitute teacher. Maybe, maybe David Peralta, so we can watch movies all day, all class period. Yeah. David I, Peralta I thought the same. David Peralta was the first uh, name I thought of when I thought cool substitute teacher that will let me do anything. Right. Yes. Like, and I feel like <laughs> which I is the that. only the only kind of substitute teacher that kids <laughs> that's, really want. Right? That's the only one we want. Absolutely. <laughs> who wants who wants anything else? Who wants something that's actually going to you know teach us or try? That's the worst. Is when a substitute teacher tried. Uh, I think Tori Lavella would just be a cool teacher in general. I feel like. Uh, yeah. His approach, his uh, how much you'd like him, uh, maybe even uh, 
get Mike Hazen in there as a as a counselor? I don't know. Uh, Mike Hazen, vice president, president, uh, vice principal, principal materials. What, what I'm thinking here, um, but I, I don't know who else. Uh, Dalton Varsho, PE teacher. Okay, I can. Dalton Varsho has quite a physique. I mean, he is yeah. a very fast and yet very well built five ten ish dude. It's sure. really pretty incredible. Um, who comes to my mind first would be Carson Kelly out after mm. David Peralta, probably David Peralta. I feel like, uh, you, you probably hit the nail on the head there. Carson Kelly's just kind of like a funny guy. Like he's just one of those people that, uh, from what I can tell, which albeit is, is limited experience in press conferences and what, and whatnot, but he has a sense of humor that I feel like kids would, uh, kids would appreciate. For sure. For sure. Um, uh, Nick Ahmed actually is a bit obsessed oh. with like, nu- nutrition and such. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, I don't know, call. maybe maybe a good science teacher or nutrition teacher. I don't know nutrition. Don't, Nick so Ahmed would probably be great. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't want to date myself here, but I know that I know kids have like more specific classes than I did back in my day, especially like in high school and stuff now. So I'm not going to try <laughs> to act like nutrition might not be a class at this point, but who knows? Um, but yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Brett Johnson, uh, for sure, for sure, Eduardo Escobar. I don't uh, Spanish. They wouldn't user. get any. They wouldn't get anything done. They wouldn't get anything done. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. But for sure, I think it's uh, super great. Uh, back to Karen's story, which I find to be great. He said, uh, she says Harrison stayed uh, at their place straight off of college World Series at Florida. Which, again, I think that that's really something outstanding about the baseball community uh and again it kind of shows how much uh the minor league guys need uh a little bit of help when they're trying to make their way yeah now they have housing apparently from what we from what we know (laughs) but uh but yeah i mean it's a huge thing there are so many host families that have stepped up big in baseball over the years i remember uh when I met Christian Robinson a couple years back, he he raved about his host family as well. So it, there, a lot of host families have had a huge impact in this game that we probably don't talk about enough. Right. And it's something that's I, I don't know how common that is in other sports, but it seems to be something yeah. quite common in uh, in baseball. Yeah, that's a great point because baseball has this enormous, monstrous minor league system that other sports right. don't really have an equivalent for. Um, and they don't make very much money, hence the need for housing and, and yeah. you know, people to open up their homes and and help help them out in that way. So there's a it's, huge need for it. It's a broken sport, isn't it, Jesse? It really is a broken sport. Well, now now it's <laughs> now they have housing uh, from what yeah. we can. I mean, from no, you're the agreement right. that was put in place not that long ago. It sounds like at least we have a step in in the right direction as far as this is concerned. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, yeah, and Karen says uh, for him it wasn't money; it was the fact it was a mid-season, more hard to deal with leases. Yep, and I totally get sure, that too. Sure, that's something difficult. Um, you know, even at a major league level, when these guys are getting traded around and uprooting their lives, and yeah, you got to wonder how they do that. You know, yeah, like if you're you renting know. a place and then suddenly you get <laughs> traded and just ha- like that's that's not really oh. something that most apartment complexes, in my experience, oh. are used to dealing with. So. That would be that would be the greatest reaction to like <laughs> someone losing their, uh, you know, like having a difficult situation during a trade. It's just ah, oh, skip. I just signed my lease. Uh, you know, like, (laughs) 
But uh, anyway, I have an article coming up on gophnx.com about Yasmani Tomas. Uh, the more I dug oh, into no. it, the more uh, <laughs> the more the onion peeled back. But uh, honestly, the one thing I found very interesting about his entire signing was uh, just how much you really can't blame the Arizona Diamondbacks for what was kind of a hot trend in Major League Baseball at the time with, you know, Cuban players being available and coming over to the yeah. United States, defecting from Cuba. So uh, it, it's it, it turned into a more interesting reveal for myself even than I thought. But uh, definitely go over to gophnx.com. You'll get that piece once it's posted, as well as all of our other uh, wonderful writing uh, articles, uh, pieces, content, all of this stuff over at gophnx.com. Uh, get it for us, the Suns, the Cardinals, uh, the Coyotes that don't deserve, they don't deserve Craig Morgan, but the Coyotes, they're there. No. Uh, they don't deserve the designs either, but I'll get to that later. Uh, but yeah, go sign up at gophnx.com. Become a member, get an annual membership, and you'll get a free t-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. Some amazing designs. I'm not wearing one tonight. I'm wearing my Oakley Doakley shirt. Shout out to this band. Uh, they're local and incredible. Uh, but yes, you can go get a free t-shirt over at uh at uh go phn or at the phnxlocker.com as well as join our members only discord and get some members only uh discounts over at the phnxlocker.com right now uh, i think we have buy one get one 50 off for all arizona cardinal shirts and on yes. their big playoff game on monday against the rams so get down on that if you're a member uh fill your lo- uh your, your closet like i have with phnx shirts um and also if you're if you're not interested in the annual uh membership yet if you, if you hate free t-shirts uh, go get the month-to-month <laughs> option, and you'll get your first month for just fifty cents. Uh, after that, you can decide that you did in fact want the free T-shirt and come on over for the annual membership option. Uh, but yeah, check out that article once it's posted on Yasmani Tomas because, of course, uh, it's it's my belief. And again, I I still think a case could be made uh, for a few other guys, including Russ Ortiz. But it's my belief that Yasmani Tomas was the worst contract in uh, Arizona Diamondbacks history. Mm. Oh. Yeah, uh, we can't wait to let you depress us all, Derek. So thank you hey, for playing a role in that. <laughs> it's what I do. <laughs> it's what I do. I do that for my kid. I do it for my wife. Why wouldn't I do it for you guys? I love you guys. You guys are family. Oh, gosh. I have to I have to share the misery. Uh, but I wanted to give you my DraftKings pick of the week before we go. Uh, obviously, a huge weekend of NFL games. Uh, and I mean it. If you haven't signed up yet for DraftKings and I completely – wouldn't understand why unless you're Jesse and you're in a different area that doesn't allow it. Uh, this is the weekend to do so. And I would do yeah. so if I was betting my money, which I did, I could show you on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, I would roll these two little things into a two-leg parlay, maybe even maybe even add a couple of legs to it. But uh, I'm taking the Buccaneers covering the spread over the Eagles. Uh, at, at time of planning this show, it was at eight and a half. It has since moved up to nine and a half. I'm still taking it. I think the Buccaneers wow. are going to score 10 plus on the Eagles. I'm also taking the over at 46 because I think there's a good chance the Buccaneers might hang up 46 uh, alone over the Eagles. But uh, oh, that's my that's my pick of the week. You can tell me your pick of the week. Go on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, make your pick, and then uh, st- send it over to me. And yes, by the way, to Brett Johnson, like the Ned Flanders cover band, Oakley Doakley, that is absolutely 
the the band that I'm talking about. Yes, they are. No fantastic. idea what you're talking about. No, it idea. is. This is a band, Jesse, and they all dress up like Ned Flanders from the sister from the Simpsons, and they play uh, oh. rock music, and it's pretty great. They're fantastic. Okay. Uh, Brett also knows the real nickname for Yasmani Tomas, which is the King of Reno. But uh, back to oh, DraftKings pick of the week. <laughs> He is the king of Reno. At least he was at one point. He isn't anymore. He's, I think, moved on to the Nationals franchise at this point. Uh, and again, I don't understand why National League teams keep trying Yusmani Tomas. But maybe he, one... I haven't looked in a while. Is he still there? Is is Yasmani Tomas still floating around in National? He is still floating around in baseball. Let me tell you. And you know, again. <laughs> Uh, maybe an American League should try team should try their luck with him at some point down the road, but uh, I don't know what to tell you other than to go to phnxlocker.com and get yourself a shirt. Get yourself oh, the Brett Johnson says he believes the Nats let him go, so I'm sure I that's think probably so. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it, I wouldn't doubt it, but go get yourself a t shirt over at phnxlocker.com. I'm telling you, they're the king of soft style, you will enjoy them very much. And there's some wonderful designs, including the new bird gang design with a little bit of this action going on for those that are listening to this i'm making a bird with my hands uh, on the visual <laughs> podcast uh and uh, of course uh there's all sorts of great shirts for the coyotes and like i said they absolutely don't deserve them the coyotes cutout shirt which i purchased myself over the holiday season it was one of my presents to myself is a wonderful shirt uh unfortunately it's sold out so i just have to rub it in people's faces that i have it and you don't but i'm sure it'll be back uh and then when it does sure. you'll need to grab it immediately um but the coyotes have all sorts of great shirts everybody has a bunch of great shirts except who jesse except who except us. uh we don't have yeah <laughs> except us all right we have a we have one great shirt we have but... one great shirt that i love a lot but we need some more and let me tell you that's that's the most important reason why this lockout needs to end right uh see and yep brett johnson agrees the brett the mosaic shirt easily easily one of mine as well yeah. but we yeah. need some more d-back shirts and that's not going to happen like i know i know our design guy i know him he has a bunch of them locked away that he won't even show me uh and he and he'll hmm. he's gonna unleash them but we need the lockout to end so there is motivation for the lockout to end if as if we didn't have enough already Let's get this lockout ended and the season started so we can put some amazing D-back shirts on uh, the old phnxlocker.com. But again, in the, uh, in the in the meantime, can he make an As the Cactus Turns shirt? Would that be, oh, would Jesse, that be possible? Jesse, we, need, <laughs> we absolutely need the As the Cactus Turns. As a matter of fact, I, I, I feel bad for not labeling our brief talk about what happened today uh, as our weekly installment. Oh, of yes. As the Cactus Turns. But it'll be back. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, a good, good. We, we left it on a good cliffhanger. So, um, but yeah, see, Brett Johnson says, Come on, Manfred. I need some more PHNX D back shirts. Thank God. I know. Let's get this lockout over with. Uh, but we appreciate you guys showing up in the chat so much. Uh, this chat is going to be popping. Whether, <laughs> whether this team is terrible or this team is good, we are going to have some goddamn fun in this chat uh and on this live show throughout this season so we thank you guys so much for joining us of course you can follow us on twitter in the meantime i am at cap underscore caveman with a k jesse is at jesse and friedman our show is at phnx underscore dbacks but of course all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports and that is on twitter instagram and facebook 
if you're listening right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there. Give Jesse a five-star review. The man is the man is grading papers while he's in the middle of doing our show. Uh, so come on, give him give him all the love. Uh, I not so much. I am in the room of like a eight-year-old's dream over here. But uh, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Uh, you guys can also subscribe to us on YouTube. Sign up for notifications. That way, you don't miss any of the content coming out from the PHNX team. Uh, and again. You know, sign up for a membership over at gophnx.com and get that free t-shirt at the PHNX locker uh, and use our code. I'm, I'm not joking. I know you might not want to do it, but this is the weekend to do it. If you've waited this long, if you've held out this long, go to DraftKings Sportsbook, sign up and use our code of PHNX. You'll get all sorts of extra wonderful benefits that the rest of us that have been gambling all season long won't get. And you'll have yourself a wonderful weekend, but go do that right now. And, you know, thank you guys again so much for joining us on behalf of Jesse and myself. We can't thank you enough for tuning in to the live show, uh, fulfilling our lives with your comments. We appreciate it so much. We want you to all have a great night. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when we can bet on it.